Welcome to Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. <sighs> Welcome. We are back. Yes, we, we are. A, a week of issues. We didn't do a show all week last week. And still some having slight issues connecting, so... You know, that's why I asked you if you were having issues because last night um, calling in, they had to call in a couple different times to get in. Oh, uh, no, nope. This was me not having all my stuff together. It's all good. And looking up and going, oh, shoot, it is 11.57. That happens to me quite a bit. It's uh, the reason why my desk is a direct line from my house because I'm in the garage, which is attached to the house, and it's one straight shot through my house <laughs> to the garage. So you can run. <laughs> my kids know if I'm running through the house, there's two issues: either a, I got to get to my computer, or two, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> either either one, don't interrupt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I'm actually at my parents doing this today um and I have like a tiny bit of a cold so I feel like I sound off um but who knows it might just be my own ears not hearing it well it's your ears but then you got a cold so your ears are plugged up too yeah exactly that's why I'm like who knows maybe I sound fine to everybody else but yeah no I'm actually at my parents doing this um it's which makes it sound like I'm here for the holidays, but that's not the case either. I live 10 minutes from my parents. We just happen to be here today. So um, theoretically, you're there for the holidays. You're just close enough to yeah. go home when they bug you. Exactly. When the parenting advice comes out, um, we got to go. So they are actually, this is something I'm very thankful for. They are wonderful when it comes to that um, and really defer to how I want to parent my children and then adapt how they interact with my kids to match what I want to do. Nice. Yeah, I don't really know how I lucked out in that arena, um, they were really into like parenting techniques and like learning new stuff that was coming out when my brother and I were little. Um, so they're like all on board for like, however I want to parent. And then like, I mean, I guess probably to an extent, but, um, um, yeah. And then just like kind of running with it and helping me implement it, which is really awesome. You have that all around support. Yeah, it's great. And they're close enough, so when you need a break from your kids, bye. Oh, my mom came over yesterday so I could take a nap. (laughs) It was like 3.30, and I'm like, can you please come over? I need to go lay down. And, like, they're not quite old enough for me to just go lay down and know that they're not going to, like, burn the house down while I'm sleeping. I understand that one. Or come up with a new concoction of something that's in your kitchen. Oh, yeah. That's, 
it's we're in a little hiatus of the potion making in the kitchen. My son has seemed to, to outgrow, have outgrown it a little bit, and my daughter's not quite there, but I absolutely used to find my son in the kitchen mixing things together, and I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> Mine's in the in-between where they're starting to cook real food, but if they can't find the ingredients that's supposed to go in it, substitute. So, like, he was trying to make muffins from scratch, and he wanted blueberry muffins. Well, mom doesn't always wash the blueberries, so the mix tends to turn blue sometimes. He couldn't find blueberries because we were out. We had strawberries. And I was out of food coloring, so he went and got the paint. Oh, no. I did have to... uh... I had to hide the food coloring because that was a, uh, a, a staple ingredient and I, it was starting to stain everything um, when my son was making his concoctions because everything needed food coloring. Yes. Magic erasers are my best friend. They, yeah, they take out a lot for sure. Um, we actually just got more at the store this morning. <laughs> I got to go buy more. Because they get this just is, about everything out. <laughs> yeah, this is my first day of doing anything work-related. I actually took this week off from seeing any clients. Um, and this is my first, like, this is my first work-related endeavor um, since Friday. So. Nice. Me too. Yeah, except for I my, to- I, I'm not seeing clients, but I am planning for the year. Yeah, that's tomorrow. So, like, this is this was, like, my reset, right? I was like, okay, I know it. 12 o'clock on Wednesday, we need to do the podcast, and that's going to be kind of my reset to, like, surprise. You do, in fact, still have a job and need to work. Um, so, but doing things like getting ready for next year, um, I actually started writing out last night stuff for, like, a vision board. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of goes into like the goal setting type stuff that I thought would be good for today since New Year's is coming up. Um, and you know what? Kind of, yeah. I was thinking the same thing because we've yeah. talked about how resolutions aren't the best. And no. like, I don't do resolutions. I do goals and I go from year to six months to three months, monthly, weekly, and daily to stay on track. That is, so that's, okay, so you know how I made the um, the meal planning notebook, right? Mm-hmm. And is, that is exactly what it walks through, right? Is like, okay, here's your goal for the whole year. Like, make it as big as you want, right? And then breaking it down to like, okay, what are you going to do each month? That's great. Now, what are you going to do each week? Cool. And then theoretically, it's going to be some sort of like like food and health focus, and so then tracking your food every day is essentially what keeps you on track from the day to day. Right. Um, And then the reflection at the end of the week and the end of the month to see like, like check in with yourself. Like, okay, how are you doing? Like, did it work? Like, did you stay on track this week? And one of the big things that like, I don't know, I tried to convey a little bit in there without turning it into also like a novel um, was that if it doesn't work, that week that's okay but it's more of learning from it and figuring out what to do moving forward um and that's something that I think usually clients tend to find surprising is that I've I've only ever yelled at somebody twice right um in the whatever like 10 plus years I've been doing this both of those times those people also had to immediately go to the emergency room (laughs) It was more of a, why are you here? You need to be in the hospital. Um, And the clients that I work with now, like, I'm not really seeing those people, right? Like, the, the, like, fragile post-surgery people that are going to need to immediately go to the hospital. So, yeah, it's more of like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, this week was totally off track. What are you going to do moving forward? Like, it matters a lot more of, your next step than 
kind of reliving all the things you did wrong. And I think that, like, as humans, we tend to relive all the things we did wrong rather than be like, okay, yeah, that happened, and just kind of figure out what we're doing next to get back on track. We do. We focus on the negative. Oh, 100%. Um, and I know I do the same thing, and I know that, like, actually, you know what I used to do that I should start doing again? So, and I put this in the journal, too, is, like, daily gratitude. I used to write it on, this is back in, like, it must have been college. I used to write it on my mirror every morning with, like, diary marker. Mm-hmm. Um, I could do that again. And then run the risk of my children writing on the walls, but that's fine. <laughs> I feel ya. You should see my living room. Yeah. Um, they're good. They don't. Well, I guess part of the reason I got around that is I bought window markers. Mhm. So they have a jar of markers that they know that they can take and just draw on the windows. And we have a three-season porch in the back of the house, so there's a lot of very big windows <coughs> out there um, that they can just go to town on. Uh, my son's problem is he gets words stuck in his head. And we found out his speech, his language, he's called gestalt. And it's where they speak in phrases, not in words. And so How the only that? way, it's really, it's like echolation where they repeat things over and over again phrases it means something and you have to play detective in a way to figure it out but it's also part of the regulation like it's really cool because like he explains what he needs how he needs it and a disclaimer in one so like if he's frustrated and he's mad and he wants you to leave him alone and as a parent I was guilty of this and most of us are most adults are when your kid's freaking out you want to go make them better. And you're going to bug them by asking them what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. Yeah. And they lash out. So you kind of got it coming in a way. So what he will do is he will tell you, I'm a baby, which means he wants to be hugged and cuddled and taken care of. Or his disclaimer is, I'm a baby and a kind of snake, which means he is furious, he is beyond rage, and he will bite because baby anaconda snakes are the most temperamental, most vicious animals on the planet. That is, um, that's really cool. Yeah, because once you understand it, you have an immense amount of knowledge about what he's looking for and how to help him. That is awesome. Yeah. Our speech teacher in school figured it out when she studied, actually studied this kind of language. And because the school was fighting to get him and they want him to say, I'm mad, leave me alone. And I go, he did that. Y'all didn't listen. Nobody listens to ch- to kids. Kids stay with the, say things and y'all ignore them. Because you we all yeah, know better. Yeah, because he's, he's saying it differently. Yeah. <laughs> so now, instead of you getting mad at him because he hit or he bit something or someone, because you didn't listen, he comes with a disclaimer. I really like that. I'm going to start telling people I'm a baby anaconda snake. It, it is. You know, and he'll it's, go into, I'm like a kangaroo when he's hyper excited and jumping around. He will tell you exactly how he's feeling through the animal kingdom because that's what he knows and studies so well. Oh, awesome. And then just listening and then, yeah, we as the adults have to adapt and understand that, like, we're going to get exactly what we want. It just doesn't come in the package that we want it right like it's coming in different words and if we adapt you're going to get exactly what you want yeah and i didn't figure it out i'm not taking the credit for this one um i when i got my hypnotherapy and my nlp training i got to meet david keys who's a world-renowned life coach and hypnotherapist well he was actually taught hypnotherapy by an autistic gentleman And it's his mentor. So he understands this world. And in a five-minute conversation with my son over Zoom, because he happened to stick his head in there when I was talking to to him, he's listening to him and he's telling me all this stuff that I didn't even realize because I was too close to understand it. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) So now I meet with him. 
every six months and we sit and talk about different things. And that's how I got into the loophole of like with kids and creating scripts in, into meditation formats that you play in story formats at night to help them with self-esteem and kind of like rewiring. So you make your own? Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> that's very cool because I find like I do sleep meditations and things like that and I just like kind of look some up but they I didn't know like I know nothing about how to make them and I know like how you say things and what's incorporated in it like make a difference right mm-hmm. and the that, biggest yeah, thing like, is no very little and why you'll find out a lot that they don't always work is that if you read the script and it makes sense, it's not going to work. Really? Because what happens is when it doesn't make sense, it sh- shuts off because you're, you're confusing your conscious brain. And so your conscious brain goes into this little like trance trying to figure out what your why it doesn't make sense. And it pulls and opens up your conscious brain, your subconscious brain. So it's actually programming directly into your subconscious brain. So it happens faster as opposed to stuff that makes sense. It's like children's so, story. You know, a lot of them don't make sense. But they oh remember God, them some... even when they're asleep. Yeah. I Now that's interesting because there's one that I love and I, it's morning and, like, I can tell that I'm, like, <clears throat> like more productive and just – kind of more excited mm-hmm. about doing my work. And there was one day I couldn't really fall asleep during it. And I so I heard more of it, right? Like consciously heard more of it. It made absolutely no sense. I'm like, this is a hundred percent just like word salad, like just words and numbers thrown together. And none of it made sense. That's why. Yeah. But that mm-hmm. is one like, uh, yeah. Cause I get, Duck is kind of how I put it. And I guess that's one of my goals for um, for the new year, right, is to, to show, I guess I'm still working on the wording, right, to keep me on track, but, like, basically to continually show up for myself and for my business because I definitely go through, like, a, usually, like, a couple days at a time where I'm just like, what am I what am I doing? I mean, granted, I've been doing this for three years on my own now, so clearly I'm still doing it, but I'm like, what am, what am I doing? Like, so um, I think that, and then I like to pick words to keep like a theme for the year. Um, and I think I want to pick, um, oh, I wrote them down in my other notebook that's at home. I know uh, dedication is one of them. And I think the other was gratitude. Um, usually I just pick one, but I, I believe those are the two. It feels right. Um, to have as my two like themes for the year, kind of looking forward, right. Of the dedication and like sticking to what I say I'm going to be doing for myself, um, and for the business. And then also like gratitude for how far I've come and everything I've gone through to get to where I am. Right. So kind of seeing, kind of taking it from both ends, like the future and the past. Right. Now that's why I pick progress. So I keep moving forward. Yeah. And then the other one is, um, it's two words of civil service to get back. Okay. Yeah. I like those. The other one is faith. And just see, I have that one. Faith is my every year word. It's just to remind me of where I've come from, where I go, and to always believe not only in myself, but in the higher power. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That makes, I may add that one in some form, because that does make a huge difference. And I've found that like any, any like extremely trying time I've gone through, if I just kind of 
you know, focus on one foot in front of the other and giving the rest up to like God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, it works out so much better. It does. Yeah. So much better. And it, it makes it so that it's like all that weight isn't just on you. Correct. And well, I think a lot that of people especially say like, having faith is like a crutch. Well, in a way it is, but it gives us that little step to be able to keep moving as opposed to being in that tunnel vision that, oh, my God, the world's going to end. Oh, my God, I can't pay my bills. Oh, my God. And, all, and you keep thinking about all the things you can't do. And you stop and freeze like a deer in a headlight. And when you have that faith yeah. that everything's going to happen the way it's supposed to happen, if it's God, Allah, whatever, even just having that faith in yourself, you get that chance to step back and look at it from a, another perspective to be able to make the clear decisions you need to make. Exactly. It allows you to stay like focused without spiraling out of control. Which a lot of us do. Oh, for sure. I know I do it. And it's, um, and I know like with the goal setting, everybody's going to be coming up on, you know, in the next few days, um, a lot of it then like, it's like you're trying to like cling to it, right. For the next couple months of like, okay, you know, what do I need to do? What can I control? You know, why isn't this working and that kind of thing. And depending on the goal, like sometimes you do got to give some of it up and just focus on one foot in front of the other. And kind of let like, you know, the higher power take care of the other stuff. And it, it comes in forms that you don't necessarily expect. Um, which takes some getting used to for sure. You know, life becomes less stressful. Yeah. When you look at it that way, as opposed to, (gasps) (sighs) yeah, it's, so it is, especially like, I guess what I'm going to be dealing with is people that are setting like health goals or weight loss goals and things like that. And so, yeah, a lot of it is within your control, but, but right. Like life isn't always that cut and dry. So like all of the things that are going to happen to you while you're working on that goal, like a lot of them are going to be out of your control. And so figuring out how to navigate some of those changes and still kind of have that dedication to what you wanted to work on through whatever comes up um, becomes important. And that's where like how you were saying at the beginning, like breaking down the goals into like, okay, well, what am I going to do on a day-to-day basis to get there or like a weekly basis to get there allows you to um, stay focused on something that's very tangible And so then it's usually easier to hold on to it when everything else gets a little bit out of control, which eventually it will be. It will. I mean, it's just, that's part of life. I genuinely don't know anyone that never has a surprise come up. Like, I don't think that that's real. (coughs) Only in the make-believe world of Facebook land is it real. Of what land? Facebook land. Oh my gosh. It's so that's like, this is also that time of year where you're seeing everybody's like 2023 recaps, right? Um, Either like the short little video clips or posts about everything they've done throughout the year. And I think it's really important for everybody to remember that people are showing their highlights, right? Nobody's going to be out here making a recap video of like every day that things went wrong, or like their hardest moments. They're going to show you the wins, right? Which is great. And it's good to focus on those, but it's, it's important to remember that that's what you're seeing. That is a hundred percent. That's why, you know, like my biggest recap and focus of the year was we figured out what was wrong with my son. He is eating food and he likes That's so exciting. It is. Like his birthday is Friday. 
And so the kids get to pick out the meal for their birthday. You know, is it McDonald's or whatever? He wants, Ooh. he wants not only steak, he wants a sirloin steak. And he How wants fancy. shrimp. <laughs> I know. It's going to be. It's fine. I used like to ask that. for lobster and clams every year for my birthday. <laughs> well, it's easier for you. I live in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, not to mention I live in a very small town and the middle of <laughs> right by Iowa. It's even worse. It's not even like I'm up by, you know, up in the cities or something where all that stuff is imported. So, you know, we get frozen. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. You're doing your best. And I have I have to laugh too because I talk about it with Ron and he forgets. He's like, yeah, you know, out here it's so much cheaper to buy the the raw shrimp and you cook it yourself. I go, yes, Rod, because you live next to an ocean. <laughs> right. You got to remember. <laughs> I live in the middle of the country, nowhere near anything seafood. So it's cheaper to buy cooked stuff because it's easier to transport. It ships better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. I go, yeah, I live I live in the only city, one of the only ones in Minnesota that doesn't have a lake attached to it. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's great. But I do have a river that flows north. <laughs> How? There's like six rivers in the, in the country that actually flow north due to elevation. Oh. And the straight river is one of them. And it was funny because my son brought it up and the teacher argued with him. And he goes, no, I'll Google it and figure it out because I'm right. <laughs> He's like, I know. He goes, it flows that way, which is north. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> to keep them entertained in the summertime, I teach them land nav. So they, they, my kids actually run around in the backyard with compasses. And I'll hide things oh, in the yard, awesome. little treats. It's like basically what we do in the Army when we're learning land nav is we'll have a map, and I'll make one out. Really, it's, my kids tell me it's bad. But, and I'll mark it on the map, and they got to go figure out where the stuff is. Wait, I love that. We might do that. That's, we might, oh, we could do that up at, so my parents have a cabin in the Adirondacks. And, there you um, go. My, so my dad was in the infantry, right, for when he started. And I don't know what he was considered when he ended. He did logistics. But anyway, um, I thought it was, like, known knowledge of, like, didn't everybody grow up knowing, like, if you get dropped in the woods, how to find your way out? No. Apparently, people get lost in no, apparently every not. day. Um, and so like my son, my eight year old is getting like those same lessons now from my dad of like, okay, if you get lost in the woods, like this is what you do. And so they go out hiking, but like not on trails, they just kind of go through the woods and they'll go get out to a certain point And my dad will be like, okay, now find your way back. Um, again, I, I find this to be very normal, but I think yeah, I would have a blast hiding stuff and having to find it. Yeah, they all learn how to um, calculate their footsteps to cr- calculate how many feet it is to for a step and all that fun stuff. So oh, they yeah. Get, they get get the math lesson in there. and Yeah. It's a full educational experience. And, I love you know, it. GPS doesn't always work, and some of the times it's wrong. I mean, look at a few years ago with Google Maps. And it kept telling you to take an illegal U-turn. Oh, and really? People, oh, it was great. But I felt so bad because I was watching these news reports about people that weren't paying attention to where they were going. And they'd actually drive off of, like, landings and things like that. They'd end up in the water. So, oh, so um, there's actually, and I have just learned this, 
there's a difference between like your regular GPS that you have on your phone and then GPS for like, like truckers. Mm -hmm. Um, Because where we live, there are some train bridges that aren't tall enough for 18 wheelers. And so it's actually got a, the one bridge has its own Facebook page at this point. Um, um, So the Glenville bridge, they call it, it's like, it just will basically peel the top of the 18 wheeler off. Um, And so the other night, it was actually one of the other bridges, but it's about the same height. A propane truck hit it. Oh no. Because they were not using the right kind of GPS and it exploded. Yeah. We have that same problem here. The neighbors um, actually set up a camera facing the, the, um, track and the bridge just to watch. Really? Because everyone hits it. But it's an old, old, hundreds of years old train bridge. Yeah, that's what these are. I don't know how old they are, but they're like stone bridges. Like you're not going to just add to it or like you'd have to either, I don't know. Apparently there's lots of infighting about who has to fix it. Especially the historical stuff, it goes to, you know, does the federal government or the state or the city, and then it is, well, how do we adjust it and fix it without the integrity being lost and the historical, yeah, it's a bunch of, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> stuff I don't have to do. Really watching it is what it is. Well, that's how it ended up with its own Facebook page, because at this point, it's just like town entertainment. That is how you know you live in a small town. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> everybody gets excited when a tr- when a truck hits a bridge. <laughs> yeah, that's my world. <laughs> so you said you set um, you do the words for the year, and then you said you said like goals essentially, right? Correct. So what do you like? How do you determine, and I guess this is pretty nuanced, right? Why is it a goal and not a resolution? What makes it different? Because I break my goals down. Okay. By business, by family, by my mental health or me and where I want to be. And okay. Then, um, resolutions are very vague. They're like, I want to lose weight. Or I want to lose, or I want to be able to fit into that swimsuit by by summer. Where when you set a goal, you break it down to where you can actually monitor and check it. Yep. Is the huge thing. And you're redoing it in a way so that you want to do it. Yeah. It helps. It's, I, I, it holds you accountable because, like, I break everything. I'm one of those that loves the world of binders. It drives my husband nuts, but I have color-coded binders for everything. So do I. <laughs> I have binders for medical. <laughs> so when we go to the clinic and talk to the doctors, there's a binder for that. No, I don't have an app. I have a binder. Yep. And... uh so everything is all marked, everything is all ready, and then, you know, like, every day I'll sit down and plan out the next day. And this is what, you know, the kids need to do for schoolwork to keep them on track. This is what I need to do for work. You know, this is where I want to see the radio show go this year. By the way, we're working at syndicating our radio show. Oh, that's exciting. I have appointments set up for the after the first of the year to actually um, be put on, our shows will be put on a actual FM or AM station. That will be so cool. (coughs) You know. And so I have everything broken down to just my appointments. This is, you know, especially like I do a lot of talks and a lot of seminars and things outside of what I do at the radio. And so I need to schedule things so far in advance and I get overwhelmed and forget. Yeah. 
get that excitement, that tunnel vision. Okay, so I'm a part of the summit coming up in uh, beginning of May. That's gonna I'm doing it through Zoom, but it's gonna be in Toronto, and it's the um, women's seminar or summit for entrepreneurs and mental health. And I do it every year. And so you get that, that rush, and then you forget to plan and organize for it. And then like, you get the reminder coming up, to go like, oh, crap. You're like, oh, that's in uh, two weeks, and I need to put something together. Right. Yeah. And so kids get neglected, school works gets neglected, everything gets neglected, where I fall to the walls. And I, folk, I work well under stress more than I do And that's my problem. And a lot of us military, and I think your dad might be the same way, where we focus and work better under that stress than we do regularly. And I'm trying to change that. It's, my dad's an odd human. He, I feel like, doesn't do well. I don't know. He can, but I think he prefers not to. Um because he is very much a planner um, and like likes things planned out in advance and knows like, but he also is somebody that can tell you down to the minute when you're going to arrive somewhere based on like what mile marker you're on on the throughway. Like it's so, yeah. <laughs> and being late is like the worst thing in the world. I'm still adjusting to that because I'm still like that. Like, if I have an appointment and they're late, I get irritated. And I get stressed out. Uh, yeah. We're programmed. If we're five minutes early, we're on time. Yeah. And so if we're going to be late, we're already running, you know, scenarios of how to fix the situation. That's why when the radio goes down, I get six phone calls from different people. What are you doing to fix it? I'm already on it, <laughs> but I can't do anything about it. You're like, I'm trying. I'm trying to change all that. Yeah. It's one of my goals. And like part of what I'm doing for this year is making like a vision board so that I have a visual representation and reminder of it. And I'm honestly, I'm breaking out like a piece of poster board, like I'm back in school and I'm either going to print out pictures or draw them like, because drawing is very therapeutic for me, like drawing and painting. And I just don't really do it anymore. So I'm either going to print them out and glue them on or draw them and hang it up in my office so that I always have that visual reminder of like where I want to be this year. And one of them is not feeling like I'm constantly like running to put something together. Right. Because I've got like, I've got an event coming up that I'm doing in January and then right after that I'm rolling into um, I actually lecture at um, Albany College of Pharmacy for some of their nutrition stuff. So I need to get those lectures, like make sure that they're all up to date and everything's all set for that. And there haven't been any updates since last year, um, which always, that's always so much fun. I love doing that. Oh, I got an idea. So when you finish yeah. your vision board, taking a picture of it and using it as your screen on your phone or on your laptop. Mm. So then it's I'll not do always just in your office. Yeah, I'll put it on my laptop. Um, I'll do it as like the background, and I'll do it on my phone too. Ooh, I have to create one now. Yeah, and it's just I like visual reminders. So, like I know for me, that's something that'll work well versus like somebody else might do well with like a written list of just words or you know, some, you know, whatever, everybody's got a different way to help them remember things. And it's just finding which one works for you. And, um, I used to have like pictures up of, you know, things that were motivating and everything. And I just sort of fell out of the habit. God only knows how many years ago. So just find, honestly, it's just a return to things that I've done before. It's not, necessarily something brand new and I think that we get caught in that trap too of like oh well this didn't work before and it's like well did it not work or did you stop doing it that's the problem with humans in general 
and I notice this in my household a lot. Yeah, a lot of times it works, but you stop doing it. That's why we stop doing it, because it works. And we assume that we're going to continue the habit without having that visual reminder. We always need it. And it never happens that way. We have to have that visual reminder, if it's words, if it's a list, if it's a binder sitting brightly colored sitting on your desk, something that grabs your attention to remind you of where your place is and what you need to do. Well, and that's, yeah. It's going to be like my office is an absolute mess right now, and I know that um, that's not me, right? Like that's not – historically, that's not what I'm like. Historically, I am a – everything has its binder. Everything is labeled. Everything has a place. But that's just sort of gone by the wayside as I'm navigating all of this still very new territory of being a business owner. Um, and because, like, it's only been three years. Like, in the grand scheme of things, that's a long time and also not a long time at the same time. <laughs> it's enough to know that I know that it's working and to kind of have some data of what it's going to look like moving forward. But it's also only three years, and I intend to do this, like, for, you know, probably the rest of my life because I enjoy working. So You found something that, you know, I was having a discussion with a friend of mine who's a therapist, and we're talking about midlife crisis. And uh, you have found your purpose which is what a lot of midlife crises are, is that they haven't found their purpose. And they're just going through the motions of life. That's the thing. And, like, I feel like I should do some sort of, like, either, like, long-form YouTube video on this or, like, short reels or something of essentially, like, my origin story, if you will. Because, what is it, 2023? In, In 2020, I was furloughed and didn't work. But for a while, but then when I went back to it and then for all of most of 2021, like I had, I had a job in healthcare administration. I made really good money, but I needed it. And so like, hopefully this is not midlife for me, you know, when uh, mental math, how old was I then? 32, like hopefully that's not midlife for me, but eventually like I was talking to one of the chief medical officers one day. And by talking, I mean, I was scream crying into the phone because I was upset. And I'm like, this job is soul sucking. And he very kindly said, Beth, that is not how we describe our work. (laughs) And was like, he, he actually helped me like start looking for something different that would feel more meaningful. Like not because I was bad at what I was doing, but because I was good at it. Like I was told I was good at it. I just hated it. I just the business end of a healthcare system was not fulfilling. Um, And that's how I ended up starting my own business because I went back to, and I had, I have, so I still have patients, clients, whatever you want to call them that I've been seeing since like before I had my son and he's eight, right? Like they come back and check in when things get off track and the one knew that I had transitioned into like administration um and he was like I knew you would come back to this I'm like don't rub it in <laughs> like don't rub it in but yes I am back to doing this but now you enjoy it because it's on your terms oh my gosh I love it so much it's not I also don't have to fight like I used to fight when I was doing Uh, when I was doing it for the healthcare system because they wanted me to see somebody every 15 minutes. And I was like, absolutely not. But it's just never going to happen. Like you can tell me till I'm blue in the, till you're blue in the face, but I'm not going to change what I'm doing. Like I was not, I didn't, but I knew it was wrong and therefore I'm not going to change it. And like, I recognized that eventually probably would have lost me my job if I hadn't have moved up, but like I needed to do what was right. And that is why you're happy. So, yeah, absolutely. Now for like the first visit with somebody, I book off a whole hour. I'm like, we may or may not use it, but this way we're never rushed. 
so many people forget that. We get into that grind of doing what we should be doing. And I made the same mistake. And you need to tell your story. I am a big believer in owning your story, good, the bad, and the ugly, and using it and telling it to help other people understand that they're not alone. Yeah. But, you know, when I started working with coaching, I started out working with just families that are autistic. And I hated it because I couldn't, I'm all about the uplifting of kids and treating them as normal as possible. And so many people are so into this, my kids are, have this problem, they're little turds. Well, they're turds because they're autistic. No, they're little turds because you let them get away with stuff. That's such an awful way to look at your children. <laughs> They're not broken. It's just they do. I mean, kids are going to be kids. Kids are going to do dumb things. It is normal. You know, and yeah. they kept looking at their kids like, okay, they look at them as broken and that they look at them as autistic only. You're not seeing the personality. Now, it's like when I talk about my son, I always explain, think of young Sheldon, Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. That's a way better way to look at it. (laughs) You know, he is smart as heck, but he's also sarcastic and just wants to screw with you every chance he gets because he can. (laughs) Just for fun. Keep himself entertained. Yeah. (laughs) The the sad part is I can, mom will take full responsibility for this. (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot to do with the military and we do things like that to the lower people because shit rolls downhill to keep ourselves entertained (laughs) and like (laughs) I mess with my husband all the time (laughs) and he gets on me about it I go well you know what you moved me from San Antonio Texas to Bedford Minnesota I moved from a city that had things to do to the middle of nowhere with nothing to do so I need something. What? Shit rolls downhill. <laughs> You're my target. <laughs> oh man. For hollow or for Christmas, my daughter wanted to dye her hair, so I bought her those char- chalk chalk uh, oh, yeah. pencils. <laughs> my husband's bald. He's got bald spots, so he shaves his head. <clears throat> so as he's laying down taking a nap, I took the bright pink marker and the blue one, and I wrote "kick me in the back of his head." <laughs> Oh, God. With a smiley face. <laughs> I'm sure he loved it. Oh, he was so mad. <laughs> but, I mean, it washes oh off, right? Like It does. But the bright pink, I go, I looked at him, and I go, you know what? I could have used bright pink lipstick. That doesn't wash off. So you would have gone to work tomorrow <laughs> with kick me written on the back of your head. I'm sure pink. the guys in the field would love seeing that. And everybody could have enjoyed it. Oh. <laughs> There's days where he'll irritate the crap out of me because he won't. Like, I repair all of his clothes because he does construction. So there's, like, holes in his pants. We were buying new ones all the time. So I started patching them up. And if he forgets to give them to me and he'll sit and give me the crap about not fixing them, I go and find the rainbow material or the pink material or unicorn, something else my daughters use, and use those to patch holes. And I usually patch them in, like, the butt or the other areas where he don't see. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, this is why my son is the way he is. (laughs) Now it's like nature versus nurture. Is your son like that because he just naturally also enjoys that or is it because he sees you having so much fun (laughs) or eat all the above yeah we just encourage the gift of torment the gift of torment it's schadenfreunde the joy of seeing other people suffer (laughs) of course the germans have a word for it yes it does and I blame German and Irish <laughs> heritage for it, too. That's my disclaimer. I'm German, Irish, military. 
What do you expect? It's like this is all you can get. <laughs> so a vision board, I will also share a picture of my vision board once I finish it and I'll tag you guys. I'll tag um, Optimize My Life in the post so that we can share it and give some people some ideas. Um, there's all kinds of stuff out there um, about like how to make them and the things to put on them. But like, I'm just sort of going on what I want to see happen this year. So it's turned into an event. So all our listeners go on to <laughs> optimize my life Facebook group. Let's share your goals for the new year and your vision board. Absolutely. And remembering to make them like a smart goal, right? Something that is like measurable and achievable and time sensitive so that you know the steps that you need to break down in order to get there and how to measure your success. And we will have some templates for you. I don't know if you have some, I have some on how to write a smart goal. I do actually. I wrote it out for the um, the meal planning workbook. It has two of the pages are breaking down a smart goal and how to do it. So I can, sh- I should be able to pull those and just share them. Awesome. So that way it gives you a step to start. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be goals about anything, from eating healthier to spending more time with your family to less electronics. Ironic. Yeah, it's it's like a worksheet. I like it. If I can't pull it, my dad will do it. Um, he, I got really frustrated putting this journal together and getting it formatted correctly for um, for Amazon Kindle. And he's published books before on there, so I was like, "Can you please just do this?" And it's something that I would have struggled with for like three days. He did it in like an evening. So <laughs> if I can't do it, he'll figure it out. But I think I can do that. He's out hunting, so if I can't do it, you're not going to get it until Friday. Storming different ideas for for goals, and we'll have templates up by New Year's. By the time the show, yeah, and I and I love to see other people's goals and what they're working on and how they're working towards them because it all, you know, we all learn from each other and inspire each other. So it would be awesome to see other people's uh, other people's goals and how they're making them smart goals and what they're working towards. And that helps you um, have that better mindset for the new year. Absolutely. My The meal planning workbook should be, I need to check, it should be up today, actually, with all of the final edits on, um, on Amazon for order. So I will. And is it the same link? No. So that one's from my website for pre-ordering it. This one would just be from Amazon. You can go on, order it, and it'll just ship directly to you. Um, I think it should be up today. So I will double check because it says it takes 72 hours, which should be today. Um, And it's up. I used the proof one for my weekly meal planning today and took it to the grocery store with me for my grocery list. And I'm going to be working through it um, just like anybody else that gets it to keep myself on track. So Beth will post the links to her book and on Amazon where you can find it and all of social media content. Oh, did you see I did update the cover photos for the group? I did. I love it. I saw that. And we should do... We'll we'll talk about it, but I feel like we could definitely do one of these also as like a Facebook Live or something or an Instagram Live and see, you know, if anybody watches that way too. Because that's something I can very easily do. 
Yeah, and we need to start doing that. Um, I got to get Stream Arm back up at StreamYard or whatever you want to call it, one stream. I don't know. Um, I think it's up and running. Yeah. The nice thing is I don't have to teach you how to use it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I so, just jump on and it'll be good. So we can actually air the show live with StreamYard. Yeah, that'd be fun. And then people can kind of like, I mean, they can put a face to the name on the Facebook page too with the posts and everything and the pictures. But, you know, then you, you get a little bit more of the personalized interaction. And what I'd like to do coming up in the new year is do some lives on social media, like little blips of the sh- little promos, little blips of what's coming up the following week with the different shows and having different guests come on and talk about their experience and their, you know, like the different hosts talking about, you know, their show, their credentials, things like that. Getting that behind the scenes of the radio show. That would be so much fun. Yeah. I will share with you the list of where I see um, my goals and what I plan for what we yeah. want to do with the radio show in the coming year, and then you can add in what you want to do and what you want to see added. Absolutely. Because the sky's the limit. Because what we're That's working so on right now is adding um, TV. TV? On Roku, Fire, and Amazon. Oh, Wow. That'll be cool. It's you know so much about these things I didn't even know existed. I network a lot. That's excellent. Um, I will send you links to some of the gentlemen that I network with. Um, yeah. One of one of them, he's a marketer specialist. That's what he does. And so everything that I've learned, he has taught me. Okay, definitely, because I'm always willing to, like, learn new things and try new things, and I feel like I'm finally discovering a little bit of, like, a niche in terms of, like, the mindful eating and, like, making healthy eating something that's very accessible and attainable rather than this, like, high elite thing that is hard to do. So, yeah, I feel like I'm finally ready for that sort of a step, two of, like, networking with like marketing and getting out more on social media and the internet in general. Now that I like know why I'm here, more or less. That's it. <laughs> Soon we will be on everybody's screens. Perfect. I will probably still do it in my pajamas someday. Well, you know what? That's perfect because, you know, part of what I want to add are like actual cooking shows and different shows like that, you know, how to um, make things from store-bought and make them healthier. You know, real-world examples. Yeah, and that's actually adding different things to it to make it healthier. And that's okay. Um. I just did some, actually twice now, I've done some stuff with the local news of, like, creating healthier snacks or, like, packing an easy, healthy lunch and that kind of stuff. So we can definitely do do some stuff with that, of, like, taking things and, and adding to it to make it, you know, filling it out, a full, healthy meal. Right. Well, we could even go to the point of, like, grocery shopping. Yeah. I mean, the sky's the limit of different things we can do. Well, I mean, I grocery shop all the time anyway, so that's an easy out-in. No, it's like I've done lives on TikTok. Taking, what's it like to take two kids with special needs to the grocery store and how to deal with the mom, can we have mom, 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 and not losing your mind. <laughs> that is a special gift. It is. And I've learned to deal with it. And usually I tell my kids I run away. 
She is gone out of her body. It's just a show. But it's, we yeah, are I of, usually, oh, yeah, we are. It's 1 o'clock. No, it is. It's 1 o'clock. I was just looking to see if the clock was right. Um, yeah, so I will send you the Amazon link, or I'll just post it. That's, I can do that in the group. And the smart little worksheets for people that are looking to use those for setting their New Year's goals. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here, Beth. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love doing this. Join us tomorrow for a new show, and we'll see you back here after the new year. All right. Happy New Year. See you next year, guys. Bye for now. Bye. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.